Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 188th ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? Oh, my God. Was that your radio voice? No, that was my radio voice. Oh, my God. That was awful. I hated that so much. <laughs> I too. I'm so uncomfortable. I'm, like, kind of mad almost. You're mad at me I'm for doing that? Already. Oh, man. That, I mean, well, I mean, I would say you just have a little work to do, but other than that, you're well on your way. I just uh, pulled that as a complete surprise. Yeah. I, if you're listening, I did not run that by them. And it was not rehearsed. I, I rehearsed it on the way here. <laughs> what episode did you say? 188. Okay. Yeah, I got it right. Okay. I, I, I was just, I wasn't like paying attention. I was like <laughs> distracted by what was going on. I had to write down the whole intro or else I was sure that I would like mess it up just because I was doing it different. <laughs> So if anybody's wondering, that's my that radio voice. Was really something. Um, did I even, did I even answer you? How, oh, how, how you doing? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, I'm doing great. Um, just got off the phone with Eric Musselman, and really? uh, yeah, I've got an offer to play basketball at the University of Arkansas. Oh, you could have at least said like do an Arkansas podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna transfer. Yeah. I'm in the transfer portal, and nobody's gonna believe that they want you to actually play basketball. Well, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh come on. If they said if they wanted you to do an Arkansas podcast, I'd be like, I mean, just give me a little bit of. Would you be worried that I would I would I would leave for our rivals? I mean, I I'd be okay with it if you just gave me a little kickback on the payment. That's all it would take, huh? Yeah. And you forget about me? Yeah. <laughs> we could do, we could do it on our own. Yeah. Yeah. Cam's pretty good at monologuing. <laughs> <laughs> good um, radio voice too. <laughs> thanks. Uh, we're going to talk about a new assistant coach was hired. Finally, we have a staff member. Um, there's player basketball players visiting this weekend. We're going to kind of look at the basketball roster, figure out what's going on with it. But before we do any of that, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review on the podcast platform you listen to us on. And check us out on Patreon if you want to support the podcast. Patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. What's so funny, Kyle? I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. Yeah, I really had to work up the gumption to just let it that loose took a like lot that. Of, took a lot of courage. Thanks. I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> um, did you watch the national championship game? For what sport? <laughs> there was the basketball one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. No, you, I watched the second half. Okay. Second, second half. I honestly didn't watch that much of it. Um. I actually watched Kansas kind of like, you know, start off really well. And I was like, okay, that's enough. Yeah. It was the first half was weird. The Kansas started off like amazing. And then North Carolina went on a huge run and ended the first half up by like 10 points. Or I something. think they were up 15 at halftime. 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my. And then they lost. And then they lost the game. Yeah. Man. Um, so there was a lot of conversation, a lot of articles or whatever tweets um, about the fact that there were three Missouri kids in the national championship. You're going to bring that up, really? Oh, might as well. You got any thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm sick of hearing about it. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful, yeah. really, to think about, yes. honestly. But that's not going to happen anymore. You don't think? No. 
No more Missouri kids in the national championship. Den- well, <laughs> Dennis Gates is locking down the borders, okay? I hope so. At least keep somebody in. Yeah. They've already kept one. Aiden Shaw. Welcome back. What an insane run by uh, Caleb Love, too, by the way. Seriously. Oh yeah. my gosh. They yeah. were like totally just average all year long, yeah. and then they just get insanely hot yeah. at the end of the year. Eight seed all the way to the national championship. Yeah, if that was like a, you know, a mid-major team that was an eight seed and did that, that'd be like an all-time historic yeah. run, mm-hmm. like Butler style. Yeah, he was really fun to watch, and I think, honestly, he improved his draft stock tremendously in this tournament which is kind of weird i feel like did we talk about this on the podcast or just in private no i think in private okay it's weird that uh an ncaa tournament run can have that much of an effect on your draft stock Mm -hmm. but i feel like his will definitely see a bump i don't know still maybe a second rounder though probably Mm -hmm. um yeah it just kind of i did get tired of hearing about that as well but yeah, they're just like a alternate timeline where something else happens and Missouri keeps all these guys, and that would be incredible. Why did uh, why is Zach Baji still at Kansas? Why is he? Why did he? I wondered about that. Like last year, like yeah. why did he come back? Yeah, he just knew they were going to win it all, man. I randomly came across a YouTube video that was titled uh, "It was like Kansas versus Texas Tech from, I guess, early March." 2020 and it was the last game played before all the conference tournaments were canceled for covid and uh kansas was the number one team in the country and they were talking about his draft stock like being decent that year his sophomore year so i don't know one of these he's days just having a, just having a blast man yeah, yes. one of these days missouri will have a kid that they keep in state that plays all four years and takes us to the final four. Someday. I guess we'll jump right into talking about Aiden Shaw. He is back, folks. Back in the fold for Mizzou basketball. Committed previously under Conzo Margarine and asked for his release. Conzo Margarine? Conzo Margarine. Conzo Margarine. Just let some slip right out of his hands. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> um, Sorry. So he's back. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Big news. Yeah. Um, Aiden Shaw is, I, I mean, he's a he's a top 50-ish prospect in the country. 6'8", six, 6'9", six, forward, really athletic, uh, can shoot. I mean, really long arms. He's, he's an impressive prospect. Yeah, I think uh, we, we definitely talked about him on the podcast when he first committed, but uh, just a little refresher. Um, he played his senior season of high school basketball since then, basically. And I think he looks more polished offensively now than he did when he first committed. And he just kind of reinforced the fact that he'll be able to contribute, I think, on the defensive end day one. Mm-hmm. Um, if he doesn't start, I feel like he'll get a lot of minutes off the bench. Yeah, And he will be a versatile defender that can probably guard the three four and five spots and i won't be like terrified if he gets switched onto a guard either i'm not saying he should be guarding the player the other team's best guard all the time but it wouldn't be a big deal if he gets switched onto him yeah i think he averaged like 22 points a game his senior year yeah he kind of he was pretty dominant his senior year 
Um, so happy to have him back. Um, and the biggest news of the day is uh, we hired an assistant coach, the associate head coach, I think, mm-hmm. Charlton Young of uh, Florida State. So um, I'm just right off the bat, I kind of love this hire. I feel like there's probably some folks that maybe don't love how much this is looking like Florida State 2.0, but I honestly don't think that's a bad thing. And I think we have two of the like foundational pieces that got Florida State to where they have been the last 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. And I think Young, he has head coaching experience. He is a dynamite recruiter. Yeah, he's known for recruiting for sure. Yeah, like worked with a lot of NBA players. The last couple years, he's been considered one of the top assistants in the country. Yeah. So I think this is a really good hire. I'm excited. I think he will get to work day one trying to get some of these transfers on board. And I just think this is a really good sign for the future of Mizzou basketball in general and specifically recruiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough to turn heads with an assistant coach hire, but I think this will turn some heads and he's going to be compensated pretty well. I think he's going to be, it's like a 1.8 million over three years. Mm-hmm. So you know, 600,000 a year is good for an assistant. And, you know, I, I wonder what the process has looked like. You know, it's taken a little bit of time to get the staff started. So I, I wonder if there was just some some discussion about compensation maybe, or, you know, maybe uh, even Gates just kind of put the assistant coach expenditures on the back burner for a little bit while they uh, focused on recruiting. I don't know, but I'm, I'm really, I'm really uh, satisfied for sure with, with this hire. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still cracking up about that intro. <laughs> oh, you're just laughing at yourself. No, yeah. no. <laughs> I was laughing at your guys' reactions. You were like, like hiding. <laughs> I just wanted it to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening right now. It's like, please let it be done. Uh, Charlton Young was a head coach at Georgia Southern for four years. Uh, Florida State's like a little bio about him said that he, uh, I don't know, they made him sound a little bit better than he was, I think, at Georgia Southern. Yeah, so uh, Georgia Southern was like one of the top, I don't know, like mid-major yeah programs or they, something yeah, like that they said that he like elevated them to like yeah. a mid-major contender or some yeah a little but didn't actually like really say a record or anything like that yeah. Yeah, it was a little generous yeah so georgia southern not an awesome program uh he went 500 in his best season there um and eventually was let go and then wound up at florida state where he'd been i think the last nine seasons mm-hmm. and he has just been absolutely instrumental in in their success and i was looking back at um their recent history under leonard hamilton and i don't know i think if you model your program after that program you'll you'll be fine and i honestly feel like there's no reason to see florida state's floor as missouri's floor or Florida State's ceiling as Missouri's ceiling. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, what, in the last decade, like eight tournament appearances is like a couple sweet 16s and yeah. elite eight. Yeah. Like, yeah, they've, they've been really good in the right. last decade when he's been there. Yeah. And I feel like it all comes down to keeping your in-state talent for Mizzou. And yeah. Florida State has so much competition for their in-state recruits. Um, 
obviously Missouri has Illinois and Kansas on either side of them, and that's always going to be tough. But I don't know. When you see players playing in the national championship game that are from Columbia, Missouri, you know, that's that's something that we can work with, I would think, moving forward. Um, what would you grade this higher? Like if you were a teacher and you were grading things? A minus. Okay. Yeah, I'm right there. I don't know. I'll give it an A, no minus. Nice. I can't think if you're, I mean, maybe uh, maybe like John Beeline would be like the only thing that I would think would be like better than this. <laughs> I heard he was in the mix for an assistant position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so obviously they're going to be hiring some more assistants. I would guess that probably the uh, Florida State connection will probably end here. Yeah. Um, and I'm fine with that. Uh, there's been talk of maybe hiring Leonard Hamilton. Yep. Uh, just bring him as, on board as an assistant, Leonard Hamilton and John Beeline together. I think yeah, we're going to, they're going to the take those last two spots. Yep. But actually the assistants that he, that Gates had at Cleveland state, mm-hmm. they were passed over for the head coaching position at Cleveland state. So there might be some mutual interest there in a vacuum. I don't necessarily love that idea. But if these are guys that he's comfortable with and they have the connections that he's looking for that he thinks will translate to the Missouri program, I'm, I'm fine with it, especially considering this hire. Um, like I said, in a vacuum, I don't love bringing those guys on board necessarily, but I'll feel better about it knowing that we have young lockdown. You want them? You want the Cleveland State guys? Uh, in, in Gates we, we trust. Yeah. That's all we can do at this point. Yeah, but I feel like at some point, like, I don't even, I'm not even so knowledgeable of, like, assistants, like, that are out there that I don't, you know, at some point I have no idea what's a good hire for assistants. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll just admit, like, when are you talking about, like, your third assistant? Right. Yeah. If it's somebody you trust with, uh, with good connections that, like you said, then. Somebody with a good. Uh, good head on their shoulders. Good head on their shoulders. I'd also like a good, like a son that's a really good basketball or player. Or that, yeah. I'd be fine. I'm still, I'm, I'm still open to that. You're looking for that, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's kind of take, I was thinking maybe we should take stock of, of the roster with our new additions. And let's just speculate a little bit on what we think might happen the rest of the way. So from last year's team that have not entered the transfer portal yet, may never maybe they all will we don't know i have these players as as of right now returning next year uh unless they decide to enter the transfer portal returning next year unless they don't and i have kobe brown boogie coleman amari davis ronnie DeGray, caleb brown and yaya keita uh then we have new additions muhammad diara deandre golston and now Aiden Shaw. So that's nine players. So we've got three spots left. Three or four. Three or four, however that works. And do you see, like, okay, I went ahead and wrote a question mark next to Yaya Keita. Um, do you think he's back next year? I don't know, man. It's tough to say. He's really dealt with injuries and stuff. Um, you know, he wasn't like an elite high school prospect. He's high motor, good rebounder. Good athlete. Good athlete. Not not a great scorer or anything, but a guy that's going to work hard and give you his best when he's out there. Yeah. Um, 
It's tough to say. I mean, I feel like if he is still here, then he's, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know what the window is for typically people transferring, but I kind of feel like if he was going to, probably already would have probably. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you there. I could definitely see him taking kind of like a Mitchell Smith route and like, I don't know if I was in charge of things, maybe I would, uh, no matter how his recovery is going this off season, just be like, Hey, our plan is for you to redshirt this coming season. And that's like kind of what Mitchell Smith did. He played some as a true freshman, got hurt, redshirted the entire next season, and then uh, still had three more years to play. Yeah, I feel like a redshirt is pretty rare in college basketball nowadays, uh, especially with the younger players. Um, but obviously, like you said, injuries involved. Um, if he you know, really wants to be at Mizzou, and I, I don't think that he's going to have a whole lot of like better options right. necessarily. Um, at least right now. So, yeah, that could definitely be something they look at. Um, the Brown brothers, it's been radio silence from yeah. them, uh, which is intriguing. I I don't know. We, we haven't even really heard much like that Kobe Brown. You know, I, I just figured by now we would hear something like Kobe Brown has met with Coach Gates and they've talked about the future or something mm-hmm. or – Obviously, he's not in the transfer portal, so at this point, it looks like he's sticking around, and there's yeah. not going to be any drama with it at all. Yeah, I kind of feel like if he were to transfer, I'd be nervous about him maybe wanting to go back home to mm-hmm. Alabama, but I, I do wonder if uh, the brothers just being there together um, makes a difference, and them just kind of saying, like, we're going to stick it out together, and um, yeah, if, if it was only Kobe, I wonder if the situation's different, maybe, and uh, again, he only has one year left, well, if you're yeah. not, if you, unless you... Yeah, COVID year, all that, but right. he is a senior uh, next year, so he may f- have just figured he's gonna just finish his career here. And Coleman and Davis, I feel like there has to have been—I mean, they have to know that this coaching staff is trying to find players to start over them. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly what the thought process is there um and i'm not sure if they were to transfer again if they'd have to sit a year because they've already transferred once but it's possible they could get a waiver Mm -hmm. because of the coaching change if they are able to get a waiver wouldn't you think that they would think about that i would think so but perhaps coach gates liked enough of what he saw from them and just didn't like the role they were in and and he he, used them a different way yeah i could see him coming in and be like listen this you're not going to be doing what you were last year Mm -hmm. but here's my vision for how you would work in this system if you don't like the sound of that i'll try to help you get a waiver yeah i mean boogie proved he can he can shoot reliably if he's not being relied upon to do too much and ball handling and all that right yeah and i mean we know what davis brings he's got like one one i think they both have one year left yeah so yeah i'm with you there uh ronnie de gray i think he's like a guy that coach Gates, in my opinion, should be actively yeah. recruiting to stay a part of this team. I agree. Um, so then how are you feeling about Diara Golston and Shaw now being the three players get like confirmed to be coming in? Uh, I, I think Diara is probably a starter next year. Um, you know, and anytime you're bringing in a, a guard, that's a, a graduate transfer, there's like a pretty good chance they're going to uh, play a lot as well. So, I, I mean, I feel like Golston is probably going to play a decent amount, and we still don't know what they're going to do with the rest of the spots, obviously, but 
this team's pretty desperate for for ball handling right now and uh you know he didn't shoot super well from three i don't think at wisconsin or excuse me uh well yeah milwaukee milwaukee yeah but you know he always found a way to 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 score i mean he averaged like 15 points i guess over his, his two seasons at milwaukee so so do you feel comfortable penciling in diara and kobe brown as starters i think so at like the five and four spots yeah and then probably the one two three are all up for grabs yeah we could probably pencil in Golston or, or Shaw at the three potentially, or do you see Shaw more as like a backup to Brown at the four? I think I, I think that's the way I see it. I think I see Shaw playing a little more forward at the college level. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, if he develops an outside shot that's reliable, mm-hmm. then that would just add some flexibility to him. But uh, so, yeah, man, we need guards. We do still so this weekend uh we've got some visitors two visitors from cleveland state and they both have incredible names <laughs> trey gomillion and demoy hodge they both have one year of eligibility remaining both six four uh i gotta look and see which one's more of a guard and which one's more of a forward uh gomillion's more of a forward Hodge is the guard. Gotcha. Hodge is a little more intriguing to me personally. He averaged like 15 points a game, shot what, like 33% from three. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, he was the high volume. Yes. He yeah. shot a lot of threes. Yeah. And I feel like he was the only one on their whole team that really shot high volume threes. Um, I think he, I think he, there, there would definitely be a spot for him on Mizzou's roster next year. I think he could fit in for sure. Um, Go Million, I'm not totally sold for sure that he is a fit for Missouri right now i think he averaged like 10 points a game he's pretty undersized for the position he played at, at cleveland state it worked um in the horizon league i don't think it works in the sec um but i don't want to write somebody off completely and there's you know if there's a decent chance that if he is taking a visit to missouri then they're interested so yeah i would agree um yeah i, th- I think i just echo what you say um Hodge shot 173 three-pointers. That's more than anybody on Mizzou's roster this past season. Uh, Boogie Coleman shot 146, which seems like a lot, actually. Uh, Nobody else shot more than 100. Hmm. DeGray and Pickett were both in the 70s. Man. (laughs) That was such a bad shooting team. Hey horrible i don't i've never seen anything quite like that and they were bad two years ago shooting threes and it just got worse Mm. that's still wild uh other visitors this weekend noah carter from northern iowa you watch a lot of missouri valley basketball Mm -hmm. what can you tell us about noah carter uh he's he's a little bit undersized again for like a forward but i think that's probably what he's he's best suited for is probably the four spot uh, i think he's like six six maybe six seven uh but i think he averaged 15 16 points at northern iowa last year um i don't know how well he shot from three honestly though 28 percent. not great on like probably not very high volume either 128 attempts wow okay that's surprising yeah um, but he shot 60 percent from two 
Yeah. So his uh, effective field goal percentage, true shooting percentage, all that was pretty decent. Yeah, I think Northern Iowa runs a pretty um, unique offense, and he played alongside AJ Green, who is an amazing wide receiver, amazing wide receiver in the NFL. Yes, and also he's a fantastic uh, player for Northern Iowa, and he kind of makes that offense function. I don't think Mizzou play, has a player like AJ Green that makes their offense work. And I kind of think it was just kind of a gimmicky offense the, that he worked really well in. A.J. Green shot oh, 237 three-pointers. Yeah. And he shot 39%. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, honestly, I'm really surprised A.J. Green still plays for Northern Iowa. And I feel like he could he could probably transfer anywhere um, because he's he's unreal. But anyways, um, yeah, again, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm not super sold on Noah Carter. I think that, you know were fairly set at the position that he would that he would play um especially if we're giving a look to Turnbull which we'll talk about him in a little bit mm-hmm. but um yeah it wouldn't be a horrible ad for uh, by any means but I I don't think he excites me quite as much as uh, as other people that might be visiting yeah he played the five spot for yeah. Northern Iowa yeah Northern Iowa was at six, six. really small yeah yep. so he you got to think I mean, you'd be bringing him in to back up Diara or or play the four spot, which it doesn't really make any sense. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jason Roach from Citadel. Let me look him up. Yeah, this is uh, um, talk about a, uh, a gimmicky player potentially. The Citadel. The Citadel. Yes, not Citadel. Um, he is an amazing three point shooter. Um, just that's all he does. Literally, that's all he does. He's a specialist and. He is the dude that just runs around off screens and and puts up ridiculous threes and, and makes a lot of them. Haven't like 40, had like one 40%. of those. Haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah. Well, how many shoes? How many how many uh, shoes? How many shoes did he shoot? How many threes did he shoot? Two hundred and forty-eight. Wow. And he shot thirty-nine percent. Yeah, almost exactly what AJ Green. Um, As a he, freshman, I was gonna say, is he freshman? Yeah. I'm trying to compare that to so two hundred and forty-eight threes. That's got to be like top 10 in volume right i'm just wanting to see so uh cassius robertson his one year at missouri he shot 237 that's a lot he shot 44 percent and jordan barnett shot 194 threes and he also uh shot 42 percent wow that was a conto team mm. Barely. <laughs> yeah, bar- barely, actually. Oh, man. That's, yeah. So, That'll never happen again. Uh, give me give me Jason. Yeah, I'm, I would actually, uh, he's probably one of the most exciting players that's visiting this weekend to me because he just fills a need that we are so desperate for and haven't had in such a long time. And he would have three years of eligibility. Yeah, sign me up for that immediately. Uh, then the last visitor I have on my list is Dylan Penn from... I have never heard of this school. Bellarmine. Bellarmine. Yeah, they are in the ASUN conference. And I was, uh, I guess I can go on this whole soapbox about there. Uh, they were ineligible for the NCAA tournament this year. Beller, Bellarmine? 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 I don't know. Bellarmine? Bellarmine. Mm. They just recently moved up to D1 from D2. And there's these weird rules in place that you usually have to wait like three or four seasons before you're eligible for postseason play in, in Division One after you move up. 
they win their conference tournament this year and they're ineligible to go. Um, but there's like an appeal vote that's out there right now that would shorten the amount of time for them to be eligible for postseason play starting next year, potentially. So, After, Well, they already missed their opportunity. They won their conference championship. Yes. they Not the regular season, but the tournament. Okay. Conference tournament. And we're not allowed to participate in the NCAA tournament. That's exactly because right. Because they were too new to Division One basketball. You got that right. Definitely not ready. So, so now they're appealing and being like, okay, well, can, how about next year? Could we maybe yeah. if we... Yeah, because I think it's normally four years potentially or three or four seasons and it's only been two. Yeah, you've obviously done a lot of research on this. So um, would you consider this like an antiquated rule that should be done away with? I'm going to say uh, unequivocally yes. <laughs> and it's unbelievable, <laughs> honestly, that this is a, a rule. And uh, I think that it's like for whatever reason way back in the day when this rule was established i guess it was just whoever made this rule whoever the governing body was that decided upon this just thought that it would take that long three four seasons for teams to get their house in order before they um were eligible for postseason play i wonder if it's also just to discourage d2 schools from trying to move up to d1 because we already have a lot of we already have like 360 teams basically yeah i guess i wonder if they're trying to keep more teams from moving up hmm. interesting well Just anyway random facts yeah yeah uh that's what we're here for uh dylan penn uh originally from evansville indiana and he was their point guard last year and uh, was a super high assist guy um decently low turnovers not the best not the worst mm-hmm. Um, but he would be, he looks like he would be a graduate transfer basically and only have one year of eligibility. Yeah. yeah he kind of has a weird style. Like he doesn't shoot many threes. He, uh, he's crafty in the lane though. Uh, shoots, yeah, shoots from two pretty well. I actually think he may have been high school teammates with Drew Smith for one season. I wow. Think. Yeah. Evansville connection. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of similar styles of play almost. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I don't know how I feel about a player that's kind of like Amari Davis, doesn't shoot a lot of threes. But a point guard that's making plays for every, for other people. Sure. Yeah, might have a different role on, yeah. a, on a different team. Um, okay. We need a point guard so bad. So <laughs> who are we talking about here? Dylan Penn, Sean East. Sean East, yep. Penson. Yeah, Xavier Penson. Those seem like we got to get we got to get two of those guys, right? Or one of them. At least one is like a non-negotiable. Yeah. Yeah, one of them plus somebody we don't know about yet. Oof. Okay. Uh, okay. How are you feeling about the guard spots? Like something needs to happen, and nothing's happened yet. Are you feeling yeah, I mean, okay? We're, we're going to come out of this weekend with at least one or two commits. Like. It's uh, um, like if they want some of these guys, they're going to get them. And um, a lot of these guys are guards. I feel okay. Um, I don't think any of these guys really blow me away, but we need bodies. <laughs> we we need somebody that's not Boogie Coleman to, to bring the ball up. I actually feel really good about Sean East. He's already visited. He's not visiting this weekend. Uh, I think he's visiting like South Florida this weekend maybe. But um, I think he is who I feel – most excited about also who i feel like is likely to commit to missouri um putting on the spot how many years of eligibility does he have left two i think okay 
Yeah, we need somebody. Um, you mentioned briefly Connor Turnbull. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a 6'10 post player from Fort Zumwalt North mm-hmm. here in the great state of Missouri. O'Fallon, Missouri. Yeah. He uh, is just considered a three-star player, according to 24-7 Sports, um, the number eight player in Missouri. Yeah, I think that's pretty he's bogus. A, he's a little bit underrated. And um, I don't know, either Missouri wasn't really high on him or he wasn't vibing with the coaching staff or something because it didn't seem like his recruitment to Mizzou uh, really existed that much. He was committed to Butler, but he asked out of his letter of intent. They granted that. He's back on the market. Mm-hmm. And uh, Missouri, I think, is definitely in on him and yeah. seriously could be one of the leaders to yeah. land him. Yeah, it sounds like Gates was on him pretty quickly after. Um, I, I don't even think he had uh, publicly announced his decommitment yet, and Gates was already talking to him as soon as he heard that he was asking out of the NLI from from Butler. But, uh, yeah, honestly, um, <clears throat> I'm really high on Connor Turnbull, and I was before he committed to Butler. I really, really wanted uh, him to end up at Missouri. I think he has a really special skill set. Like you said, 6'10", um, but is really moves really well for a big guy. Can step out and shoot it, shoots threes. Um, I think it was like 38% or something his senior year. Averaged 23 points and 12 rebounds his senior year. Um, I don't know. I just I, th- I think he has a really unique uh, skill set. And anytime you have a big guy that can move like that, I don't know, with that kind of footwork and athleticism, I think you you got to give him a look for sure. Uh, any idea, I mean, are we up against like maybe Kansas state or another regional school? Um, I think our biggest comp- competition is Wisconsin Oh and wow. Wisconsin came in, um, a little bit after Missouri did. I think they're trying to get him to visit. Uh, apparently St. Louis is in on him as well. I'm not qu- quite as worried about St. Louis maybe, but I think it's probably down to Wisconsin and Missouri, but it makes sense for St. Louis. If a St. Louis kid sure. decommits, yeah, you want to kick the tires on that for sure um i th- i think missouri was trying to get him on a visit this weekend but i don't think that he has decided on a on a location yet okay well so he would be a freshman next season correct yeah same so class same, as shaw right okay well if he were to commit to missouri then like don't need any more front court help we would be definitely done there exactly and you know i would probably rather and maybe this is this is a dangerous statement potentially because uh noah carter is a known commodity at the division one level but man i think i would honestly take turnbull over noah carter at this point just because of his size and obviously two more years of eligibility than noah carter has actually he might have three years but i think i i think i would just would am really excited about turnbull and i would really like him to be at missouri um, Missouri made a top 10 for Terry Roberts, the Bradley transfer for what that's worth. Yeah. It seems like a long shot, <laughs> but it's, uh, you never know. Um, then there's one more person I wanted to talk about with you and his name is Javon Pickett. Have you heard of him? I have. Uh, he's in the transfer portal officially. Do you, I mean, he, there's been no talk of like, he's been, in talks with this school or that school so-and-so has reached out to him there, but there's been no talks that he's talked to the new Mizzou staff either. Mm-hmm. Uh, has, 
do we need to just not worry about that that ship has sailed do you think or i feel like probably yeah i think he isn't gonna move on um most likely um just because i think he was he was the poster child of the Conzo martin yeah um archetype right <laughs> and yeah. uh but i mean you never know and i think that didn't there's a lot to like about gates obviously and um it seems like the energy in the program right now is is really high and uh th- obviously momentum seems to be kind of shifting um the other direction for the uh, in, you know obviously for the good so you know he I feel, you know, he spent four years here and I feel like he, he loves the state of Missouri and I feel like there's a, there, and you never know, you don't rule it out completely. And if he wanted to come back, I'd probably welcome it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he works hard and he always kind of finds a, he's not super athletic, obviously, but always kind of finds a way to, to get buckets. Yeah. I'm trying to like, I feel like there's maybe a slight comparison to Kevin Perrier when Conzo took over. Um, Perrier kind of embraced well he was going to embrace a less prominent role in the offense especially uh with the porter brothers coming in Mm -hmm. and uh it actually ended up being huge that he was on the roster seriously after those guys got injured both seasons and he really had to step up and contribute but not in the same way that he was required to as a freshman and sophomore yeah so i could i can kind of maybe draw some similarities there with pickett where yeah uh, it could work for him to come back and not be asked to do so much yeah i mean i feel like that's almost the story for this entire roster from last year's team but yeah uh yeah it's weird pickett literally started day one of his mizzou career uh so did kevin purrier and they were both probably asked to do too much uh right off the bat but um, I can't remember what I was going to say. What did you say right before that? Oh, just that uh, th- there's similar- similarities there. And if I could see if he did decide to come back, um, if that's even an option, um, he could still, th- there's no doubt he could have success um, w- in a yeah. role that fits him better. Honestly, I feel like, I, like you said, I, I could see that being true for a lot of the pieces that we had last year, just in a different role and made different coaching different offense i definitely think that all of those guys were successful enough to get to where they were at missouri with you know a, f- a year of sec ball under their belt a different coach a different system i could see any of those guys being very reliable pieces uh pickett only started two games his junior season but he played in all 26 so i thought that was interesting yeah we did. We played a lot of Penson, Drew Smith, Mark Smith. Yeah, makes sense. Um. Okay, I think that's. I think we're pretty well caught up on potential players, and we talked about the visit this weekend. Um, man, we need some guards. That would just that'd make me feel so much better about where we're going. But it sounds like we're gonna have news this weekend. And yeah, definitely. Um, keep an eye on Twitter and. You know, there's going to be hopefully some good news coming out of this weekend. I definitely think Sean East is a Mizzou lean at this point, but he's still going to take some visits. So I think we'll have a, another couple, you know, another week or two maybe on, on Sean East. But uh, it's an exciting time. Still have three or four spots to fill and maybe more if we get more. I don't know. You never know. Yeah. Um, so everybody wants to know, Kyle, uh, are you proud of yourself? About what? Uh, you picked Kansas to win the national championship, and 
by all accounts from everybody all of my sources indicate to me you were rooting hard for them every step of the way mm -hmm. who's your sources me and, and also me. producer Cameron well told me. you guys are wrong <laughs> it was kind of one of those things where, okay unfortunately yes I selected Kansas to win uh, my bracket. And, and you, you, you won the Missouri Sports Podcast bracket competition. Yeah, I did. We did one this year. We were going to, but then can't, Kyle picked Kansas, and we said, "Never mind." The integrity of this entire competition is at risk. I'm really sorry, guys. Um, you know, I, I decided to play the play the probability game a little bit, play a little strategy. Um, it was almost like a little joke in the moment and then it just like ended up you know just unraveling and, and you know, more people found out about it and you know that's how it goes you know that's how you know I just felt like a criminal almost you know just trying to just trying to hide it but I couldn't and it was just out there and then I started becoming successful because of it and despite my feeling bad about it but you know at the same time it was just a little bit of hedging you know like where it's like I hate Kansas but maybe I can get something good out of it mm. for myself <laughs> maybe I can further my own pleasure <laughs> from uh from kansas winning you know because you know it was bound to happen because they're a good team and they had an easy road they played like all double digits yeah and i mean legitimately though i i feel like they had a very easy region mm -hmm. and a lot of people were noticing that before the tournament even started and i felt like they had a good path and i was just along for the ride you know mm. and you guys want to know anything else about, about it? it? Yeah, I, I feel Does fine. Feel? I feel just fine, honestly. Wow. Like, I took some heat for it on the Discord and everything, but I'm over it. I'm a if champion. You, if you want to ream Kyle, ream him. visit patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. Sign up for the... Yeah. <laughs> sign up for the Discord tier. Get in there and tell him... Uh, tell him what you You think. could literally say any word you want to me, and I'll just have to take it. Yeah. Yep. Customer's always right. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I feel We're, fine. I'm uh, over it. Okay. I'm well, the champion for an entire year. Over it. You've, you've disappointed a lot of people is, yeah. is well, all. And, and, and you know, we're you know, not, that, that's we're not mad. We're disappointed. That's fine. And that's what happens whenever you the, you climb the ranks in life is oh. you just can't keep everybody happy. And, uh, you know, you just got to just gotta keep pressing on and do what's best for you. <laughs> but I still did wear this Missouri shirt just to make sure everybody knew I was still a Mizzou fan. Today. I'm surprised you didn't burn all your Mizzou gear. Yeah. Well, no, why would I do that? Because you're a traitor. Kyle, I, I need you to know. I need, Sickening. I need to confess I don't actually feel this way about you, but I just feel like I really have to um, yeah. stick it to you. Ream, mm, stick ream you. To the man. Yeah. yeah. yeah on Re behalf, really give you the business. Yeah, really on behalf me. of the folks in the Discord. Because they do feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that all for this week? I think that's it. All right. Hopefully we get some more assistant coaches and basketball players. Absolutely. So preferably ones that can dribble. Um, should I do my radio voice to thank the patrons? That's Please, completely up to no. you. <laughs> thank you to the Patreons at the $10 level and above. Britt Treese, Brian Smith, Ryan Demore, Tristan, Ben Smith, Parker, Daddy JD, Louis Hernandez, Tim Keens, and Tyler Harsel. Thank you, boys. Uh, you can find this podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at Missouri Sports Pod, and you can email us at MissouriSportsPod at gmail.com. You can find our t-shirts and stickers on our online shop, MissouriSportsPod.BigCartel.com. Um, my radio voice is also like halfway like arena announcer voice. Yeah, it was really interesting. 
Thank you everyone for listening. We will see you next week.